This is the Employment Law Show. And welcome to it. So good to have you along on a uh, Wednesday evening. Gosh, Wednesday already. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Employment Law Show is always on the air and ready for you. Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru to Market LLP, is here to answer all of your questions, by the way. And the phone number for you to take part and add to the program with your questions, 416-870-6400. We are going to get to on the program today. You know, I don't I don't know when, when, when should I call an employment lawyer. I'm not sure when. We will clear up all of that for you and tell you when you must. Absolutely no question. Call Lior. That is coming up here in just a bit. But we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What's, uh, what's going on? Uh, I think you'll be probably shocked and in complete disbelief if I told you that I, I, I've been very busy today. Come on. Uh, I also, every Wednesday, I do a, a, a session on social media, YouTube and Facebook, where I kind of go yep. live and answer questions. So a lot of questions coming in from that as well. And uh, I'm happy to do that. This is another opportunity, though, to ask your questions, to make sure you have your your situation addressed, whether it's a, a workplace termination where you've lost your job. Maybe you feel your employer is punishing you for standing up right. for your rights. What to do about it? Well, let's talk about it. Maybe you're being mistreated and bullied and you're frustrated because you can't get it to stop. Well, I can deal with that for you. So whatever the workplace situation, layoffs, you name it, COVID-19 related, my gosh, you can ask all those questions right now. I'll help you. And of course, I can only answer questions on radio. I can't actually roll up my sleeves and get to work for you. For that, we need to connect off air, and you can always reach out to me, a phone and email. We'll give you that throughout the show. And, John, uh, I have a case I want to talk about, case of the day, but you know our calls are always uh, top priority, so I say we get straight to the calls. You bet. And with that, Mike, thanks for uh, getting early in here, and uh, good to have you on the show, pal. What's your question? My question is I, I've worked for an employer for almost four years, um, now, the, uh, I'm a driver and for this company. Now, the equipment keeps breaking down, and basically the last, uh, last month I may have worked five days. You know, and uh, anyway, I, I had enough of it. I, I called the employer and said, you know, I can't do this. This is putting me in financial hardship. My kids don't stop eating because of the, the equipment breaks down type deal. And his suggestion was... Um, was that I that he could lay me off, and I I'm wondering like how do I give notice under the constructive um, dismissal? Because I've heard you talk to other clients, and and I I'm definitely thinking that that uh, my situation would fall under that. This is an interesting situation, Mike, and it absolutely uh, is a constructive dismissal. Your employer has to meet its obligations, which is to do what it needs to so that you can work, so you can do your job. Because they're not doing their job, which is to keep their equipment in shape and, and to make sure that it gets fixed when it needs to be, you can't work, you can't earn income, and you can't uh, do what you're supposed to do. Absolutely, it's a constructive dismissal. So you have the ability to treat this situation. It's gotten bad, obviously. You can treat it as a termination and require them to pay you severance. and You've been there for four years. You know, you could easily be owed as much as six months pay. Now, your question to me is, how do you give notice? Well, you don't. We need to get involved with that. You can't just give notice. First of all, I'd want to talk to you more off air. I want to understand more about your compensation. I want to understand how long this has been going on, how your compensation has been affected. And then, yes, if we proceed, then we'll take care of everything, and, and including dealing with your employer. And then 
getting you the severance. Remember, they're not just going to say, here's our open checkbook. We're going to write you a check. We're going to have exactly. to push them to get to that, but it's not complicated. So, uh, Mike, what I want you to do is I want you to connect with me off air. And like I said, I'll roll up my sleeves and get to work and, and we'll get you the severance that you wrote. Now, how, how do I do that? Do I just call your office and ask for an appointment with you then? or? Yeah, you just give us a call. We'll give you the number right now. Uh, myself, my team are available and we're ready to, to, uh, to get to work right away. Now, do I just stop working for this employer or? Not until job, right? Not until we've spoken. I don't. I want you to to maintain status quo until we've had that 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 chat, that private chat. And as soon okay. as we do that, then we'll we'll be ready for you to stop working. But until that happens, I don't want you to do anything, okay? But we should be able to talk in the next day or two. And John's just going to give you the contact information right now. Perfect. Thank you, Mikey. Appreciate it, pal. Uh, again, yeah, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred one eight. Five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Mikey and help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. I'll give it out throughout the show again. But appreciate the call and not an unfamiliar situation. Things are getting a little uncomfortable at work, a little squirrely. There's been a change on the employer side, so Mike's logically doing what we said you should do. Always reach out to Lior and say, "What do I do?" Feels like he's stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard place, right? Well, here's the problem with Mike's situation. If he had said, "Well," You know, this this is not something good. This is really bad, but I'm just going to continue and it is what it is. After a while, he would have been considered to have accepted this situation right. where the truck breaks down. He's not working for a mm -hmm. bunch of days and just this new reality. And then he wouldn't be able to pursue constructive dismissal. So I'm hoping that what he did is, in fact, contacted us fairly quickly as soon as these problems got really bad. And. So, uh, continuing to work ignoring the problem means you're just accepting it and once you've mm -hmm. accepted it you're stuck in that situation anytime you're facing a change in the terms of employment or a problem that makes it difficult to continue working we need to act on that very very quickly you can do like mike and call us just like that get some answers that's how smooth it goes 416-870-6400 416-870-6400 let's get in uh before we get to our topic of the day pal let's get back to that case of the day because i think it was you were, you were about to break over something uh, interesting what was it that's right i spoke with a, a lady who uh for medical reasons her doctor mm -hmm. gave her a note saying that she needs for at least for a while to work from home work remotely uh, and she, her job is not a, a manual labor type of job. She's, you know, dealing in the, in, with a computer. So she says she can absolutely do it remotely. Uh, so she contacted her employer, gave the doctor's note, and no response. Silence, complete silence. She follows up, nothing, not an acknowledgement, not a yes, not a no, nothing. So she contacted me and she wanted to know, well, what do I do? So here's what I told her. I said, they can maybe ignore you. But guess who they're not going to ignore? They're mm -hmm. not going to ignore me. So I told her this. All we need to do is for me to send them an email or a letter, and you'll be working from home within 24 hours. Uh, and, and, and it's because, number one, they have the legal obligation, the legal obligation to accommodate her. It's not a decision that they have to make. They have no decision to make. It's a legal requirement. They have a legal obligation because she has a medical condition, because she has a doctor's note, and if they refuse somehow, that's a human rights violation. So it's a big, big deal. And as soon as they hear from me, I assure you that things will move very, very quickly. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a short letter for her. And she's probably going to be working from home by the end of the week. A reminder, though, of course, if you need accommodation, talk to your doctor. Maybe it's modified duties, modified hours, working from home. 
If your employer doesn't follow what your doctor says for any reason, you give me a call and I'll help you. Let's get Jimmy on the air here. Jimmy, thanks for uh, taking the time to grab a phone. What's your question, Bill? Oh, hi. Uh, the lease is coming up where I work, the office, and they want everybody to work at home. They aren't really giving a time frame. I'm not really set up to work up from home. I don't have the space. I don't have the internet bandwidth. Um, is that a constructive dismissal, telling everybody, okay, you have to work from home for now for indefinitely until we find a new space? Another great question, Jimmy. And yeah, yep. the answer is absolutely that is a constructive dismissal. If you're a guy that's hired to work in the office and you've always been working in the office and now they're saying we're going to change that you're going to work from home and it's it's not a covid related where the government is requiring them to do that they're just making a business decision well that's all fine and dandy but it's a significant change to the terms of your employment absolutely a constructive dismissal in fact it couldn't be more of a constructive dismissal so your choice okay. now is you can either accept it and continue working from home i, I guess you say you're not set up or you can say, no, I'm not doing that. And as soon as that becomes your the requirement that they're putting in front of you, it's a constructive dismissal. Now, Jimmy, how long did you work there for? Or have you worked there for? About 15 years. Well, then you're obviously going to be entitled to a significant amount of severance, certainly no less than 12 months, and it could be as much as 18, depending on the type of job and your age. So, Jimmy, as soon as it's it becomes a requirement that you work from home, before you do anything else, give me a call and we'll get to work. Okay, will do. Thank you for the advice. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate the time uh, making the phone call today. And here's that number again, like I gave to Mike. It is 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. By the way, the website, guys, free and anonymous anytime. Tons of information. Severance pay calculator as well rolled into it. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But the, uh, I mean, the overarching question for the remainder of this show in between the calls, Lior, is, you know, when, when, when should I contact an employment lawyer? Well, the shorter answer is you should always should contact an employment lawyer. That's a no brainer. But you're saying it goes a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. The short answer is anytime you have a workplace question, yeah, you should contact me. You should contact an mm. employment lawyer. But there are situations where it's not just a good idea to contact me, it's right. really a, a, a necessary thing. So we want to talk about those situations that if you find yourself in them, you have to pick up the phone, you have to call me, because if not, you're going to be giving up your legal rights. The first one is a big one, and that is you've been let go. That would be a smart time to contact you, necessary. You know, as an employment lawyer, probably 60 to 70% of what I do is deal with situations where people have been let go. And the reason for that, in almost every situation when an employee is let go, regardless of the reason, they are not paid, not offered what they are owed. It's almost a guarantee that if you lost your job, regardless of why you lost your job, whatever the company paid you or, or didn't pay you is significantly less than what you're legally owed, what they have to pay you. And the problem is if you don't call me, you're going to sign off on that severance offer and then realize, wait a second, it's too late. Now I'm stuck. Every single week, John, I speak with one or two people that have done that, that signed off on that offer, not knowing, assuming that it was fine, and then realize, wait a second, that was a mistake. So they call me. They want me to help them. And I have to tell them, no, I can't help you. Okay? You've signed it. You, you walked away from your rights. So the time to call me is as soon as you are let go or if you believe you are let go. We need to assess what you're owed. We need to deal with getting you what you're owed. Your entitlements can be very significant, as much as two years pay. And guess what? It's not difficult to get you your entitlements. 
So don't be afraid of the process. Don't be afraid that it's going to take years. It doesn't. In many, many, most cases, in fact, it's very, very quick. So you're let go. You have to call. We're talking about the times you absolutely must call the or One of the biggest ones, or at least the biggest over the last couple of years, is coming up after the break. We will get to that, so stick around. In the meantime, the phone call, bring it on. We'd love to talk to you. Still got plenty of time. 416-870-6400, the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show continues. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Welcome back indeed. It is uh, 647. It is uh, time for you to call in and talk to us. 416-870-6400. We'd love to get you on the air. In the meantime, talking about situations where you absolutely must call the or for advice. Have a chat before. I'll give you the number, by the way, in between. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But... We're going to get to the next one. And as I mentioned just before the break, Leor, this one has been a, a juggernaut for you as far as phone calls and contact over the last couple of years. And that is you've been put on a temporary layoff. Hello. Yeah, th- this is by far over the last two plus years been the main issue. Uh, I've dealt with my teams dealt with these temporary layoffs because, you know, for, for uh, many employers and employees over COVID-19, temporary layoffs became a reality. Uh, and a lot of times and employees that have always worked consistently never uh missed a day of work all of a sudden been put on temporary layoffs for months and months if not longer and the reason we have it as you have to call me is well the starting point you have to remember is your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff doesn't matter if it's because of COVID 19 doesn't matter if they call it infectious disease emergency leave either way your employer does not have a right Meaning, if you're put on a temporary layoff, you have a right to treat that as a termination of your employment. Regardless of what your employer intends, you can treat it as a termination and get severance. Now, why is it so important that you call me? Well, the reason is if you wait too long or if you go back to work, you're considered to have accepted that layoff, and then your employer all of a sudden has the right to do it again. Remember, your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff unless you've accepted it in the past. And if you've accepted it one time, arguably they could do it the second, third, tenth time, and you could find yourself in a situation where you you work for a few months and then you're off for a few months and back and forth. And for many people, that's just not going to be acceptable. So because of that, if you're put on a temporary layoff, we need to talk. We need to assess your entitlements. We need to discuss whether you want to accept this or you want to say, no, enough is enough. I'm treating it as a termination. So definitely pick up the phone or you send an email as soon as you're put on a temporary layoff. How about this one? The employer is building up a case against you with bad performance reviews. Another uh, situation where your your, your kind of spidey sense has to go off here. And uh, if your employer is building a case against you, it means that they're getting ready to let you go for cause. And the worst thing that you can do if your employer is building a case, is to be silent about it, to just continue working as if nothing has happened. That silence of yours is exactly the same as if you said, yes, employer, I agree, I did it all, uh, my bad. Well, Mm. if that's what you're doing, you're going to make it very easy for the company to try to let you go for cause. The better approach is, well, let's figure out how to respond to it. Let's tell them why we disagree with it or or what they're not taking into consideration. Let's build our own case for that matter. And we need to be smart about it. That's why you can't ignore 
bad, these bad performance reviews or being put on a performance improvement plan. We have to be smart and deal with it so that you, we can preserve, if not your job, then at least preserve your severance. So if you're feeling that there's this case built against you, that they're going to be pushing you out or come up with some uh, reasons to let you go for cause, you have to give a call. And you can give us a call now, by the way, in between, please do. You still got time, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Talking about the times you absolutely must make that call to Lior and his team. And that is the employer has changed the terms of your employment. Now, this one can be a little sneaky. It may not be recognized that it's happening, right? You know, it, it absolutely can be. And, and sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it's not. But you have mm -hmm. to always be be very careful with that. And, you know, in some situations, it's not obvious your employer is changing the terms of your employment. Well, we had the, the call from Mike earlier where his employer is not really changing anything. They're just not meeting their obligations. They're not fixing his truck so he can't drive. Well, in, if you think about it, that is a change to the terms sure of his is. employment because yep. now instead of being able to work 40 hours a week, whatever it is, he can only work five maybe. And, and that's because his employer is doing something that it shouldn't be doing and they're not doing their job to fix his truck. So in that situation, again, in any situation where your employer changes terms of employment, this concept of constructive dismissal that you've heard me talk about earlier has to come to mind. Pay reduction, uh, change of work location, change of hours or shifts, uh, demotion, anything that changes your job or your ability to earn an, uh, an income can be a constructive dismissal, meaning you are able to say no, that's a termination. Now I have to get severance. So mm -hmm. you have the ability to do that. And the reason why you want to call me, of course, as I said earlier, is if you don't, if you just continue working, well, guess what? You've accepted whatever your, your employer has done. And then not only are you stuck, they can then do it again and again and again because you let it happen. So changes to terms of employment, you have to call. Very important. And you don't have a lot of time as soon as you're facing a change. You know, this one's interesting because you talked about this earlier in the segment and it's kind of a two-parter. And the next one where they need to call you is your employer won't let you come back from a disability or won't accommodate medical restrictions. And to that second part, is there a threshold for that one? Yeah, so remember, an employer has a, a very strict legal duty to accommodate, but also to, to bring you back or make all efforts to bring you back from uh, from a disability. Now, that doesn't mean you have a guaranteed job that's the only time you really have a guaranteed job is if you go off on a parental leave but if you're right. off on a disability you don't have a guaranteed job but what you do have a guarantee of is that your employer is going to make all efforts to bring you back that they're going to try that they're going to look and then they're going to see whatever is available so that you can come back to work and if your employer doesn't do that it's a human rights violation it's illegal they have to pay severance and potentially other damages same thing with accommodation there's a strict duty to accommodate that means if your your doctor says you need uh, to only work 10 hours a week instead of 40 for a while, well, your employer has to find a way to make it happen. Our human rights laws say that, even if it's difficult. Now, in some cases, it becomes so crazy, so difficult, so onerous what you're uh, being asked to do that your employer may not have to go that far. But that is very, very rare. So because the law is so strong and so so much in your favor, if you're facing that situation, you're not being accommodated, your employer doesn't want to bring you back. It's not trying to bring you back when you've been off on a disability leave. You have to call. The law's on your side, but you need to make the call so that we can get to work and enforce your legal rights. 
And the next one on the list you already alluded to, and that is uh, pregnant or had a baby no longer uh, no longer there. What do you think about that? No job when you well, come back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not complicated. Listen, when it comes to being a father or a mother, taking parental leave, your job has to be there waiting for you. I don't know that I can say that any, uh, any clearer. Your job has to be there and waiting for you. And if your employer doesn't have your job for you, doesn't bring you back, or wants to bring you to another job, wants to you know, keep your replacement and, and have something else for you to do, none of that is legal. That's an employment standards violation, potentially a human rights violation. It could be considered a, a, a constructive dismissal. You name it. So definitely an important time and an important situation. If you're not being allowed to come back to work after a parental leave or to a different job, Let's have a chat. The law really is uh, quite good when it comes to those things. Again, we're going through a short list of times you absolutely must contact Leora. Now, the, this next one is one of the ones where, you know, if you don't reach out and don't do something about it, it can fester and just get worse and worse. And that is you're being harassed by a boss or coworker, right? Well, listen, it, it's, it's very uncomfortable, unpleasant to be harassed, to be bullied, obviously. So why just continue staying in that environment? If you've tried to resolve the issue internally, you've spoken with HR or your manager or whoever the appropriate person, and nothing has been done, and, and you find yourself just continuing to work and having to continue to suffer by being mistreated, well, why? Why do that? Why not just make the call? Let's talk about it, and let's find a solution. Either I can get the company to do what it's supposed to, which is to protect you from harassment, or I can get you out of there and get your compensation. All right, but don't just ignore it. You have to make the call. You have to. If you're being bullied or harassed, always you can try to resolve this internally. But if it's not possible, or you've tried and failed, that's when I come in. You have to make the call at that point. This last one in our final minute is this, and this is a bit of future proofing. You've been offered a new employment agreement to sign. A bad idea to ignore no. that, a bad idea to just sign it. If you're being asked to sign a new employment agreement, you don't want to do that. It's, a ba it's bad news. You want to contact me so that I can assess what it does and advise you accordingly. Again, you want to reach out to – actually, you know what? I think we've got time to get Lance in here. you got about, uh, you got about 30 seconds. Lance, quickly, what's your, uh, what's your question? Yes, my question is after working for an employer for seven years in sales, mostly outdoor sales, the employer man, uh, hired a new general manager – forced me to sign a contract uh, stipulating I had to work inside uh, one or two days a week. I had to train other employees, totally different from what I was doing for seven years, and basically said I had to sign a contract if I wanted to keep my job. Well, the reality is that if you want to keep your job, you have to do what, what they say. The other option is you can treat that is a termination and get severance, right? You can't force them to keep you, but you can certainly force them to pay you severance. Now, if you've signed that already, I have, I have to see it. It's possible that you gave up the ability to pursue constructive dismissal, but anytime your employer makes those changes, you can either accept and either do what they want, or you can say, I'm not doing it. That's a constructive dismissal. You're gonna have to pay me my severance, which could be as much as two years pay. So I'll be happy to see what you signed. Lance, appreciate that. And that's the way to close it for tonight. We're back in tomorrow. In the meantime, 1-855-821-5900. Reach Leor and his team. Help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. And finally, of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free, anonymous. Use that website first. We'll be back here tomorrow at 6.30, another edition of the Employment Law Show.